Welcome to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin. And how's it going this week for you all? You know, I'm still battling COVID, unfortunately, but (laughs) let me tell you, y'all just make sure you take care of yourselves, okay? And I don't know exactly when I'll air this episode, but of course, I'm pretty sure I would be in a much better space (laughs) physically (laughs) and mentally by the time this episode actually airs. So who knows? But that's how my week is going. (laughs) And uh, with all this quarantine time, obviously I have nothing but time to create more content. Ooh, isn't that what we like? some more content. I mean, you know, when I'm not burning up and all that stuff, having a crazy ass fever, you know, then it's like, all right, cool. Let's get on a mic and talk some shit about some topics I've been wanting to talk about for a minute. So I want to get into this one. Have you ever, okay, have you ever been friends or not so much friends, but maybe mm, have you ever been cool with an ex? Hmm. I wonder. It's a question that I did pose some time ago on my Instagram, which by the way, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kenny Heflin. And of course, make sure to follow me on both Twitter and Instagram under the same handle at nude radio one zero one. And of course, you know, just make sure you subscribe to nude radio on every single streaming service that you can find a podcast on. So yeah, do that. But I remember posing this question some time ago about people being friends with their ex. And when I say friends, I mean that in the most uh, (laughs) sarcastic ways. And I I do say it with air quotes (laughs) or, you know, you being cool. Now, of course, like we can be cordial with an ex. Like, that's pretty easy. But I'll mention like a few different scenarios and see like if they happen to resonate with any of you guys. Right. So. Being friends with an ex. So. When you're friends with an ex, say, for example. Let's see, how do you how do you even. So. With this particular topic, and obviously this is completely nuanced right but depending on the relationship that you all had how long was it how deep was it i guess if that really even makes sense you know like how how deeply invested were you into the relationship the romantic relationship that is okay How did the relationship end? 
is most important as the questioning goes. Like, what caused the breakup? What caused it? You know, was it something that was very problematic, very toxic, like lying, cheating, betrayal? You know, they don't fuck your homie. They don't fuck your enemy. Or you don't fuck their enemy. You don't fuck their homie. Right. Because I know y'all be doing shit, too. Right. Mm -hmm. I hear. Look, I hear things and I see things. But. Was it, you know, the fact that they, hey, maybe like was it addiction, like, you know, did they abuse alcohol or drugs or maybe sex? I mean, like the look, the list of problematic things can go on for like, I mean, longer than I'm invested in recording this episode. But you get the gist, right? Like, look, was it problematic? Was it not? Was it toxic? Was it not? Or was it unproblematic? Was it a mutual agreement? Was it something that was for the betterment of the relationship? Which probably means that it was for the betterment of one of you or two of you, which would then, you know, make it for the betterment of both and for y'all's actual relationship. And is that with uh, any type of stipulations or do you guys plan on getting back together at some point? I mean, the list can go on because what I've found, I've been learning a lot about this whole like break thing and like breakup and what I've been learning. Let me tell y'all, I've been learning a lot, y'all. So look, okay. I've been getting a lot of new tools in my toolbox. Okay. Call me Bob the Builder. So what I've been learning about a break. Okay. So from all the relationship experts that I've been uh, studying and researching and just, you know, learning, right? When people take a break, a break can be from one week to one month maximum. A break should not be longer than one month. And this came from every single relationship expert. They all said that a break should only be from one week to like one month max. Anything anything else after that is a breakup. Now, of course, people who decide to take a break, rather it was from one person who suggested it and the other person wasn't really, you know, for it. You know, it kind of came out of left field or whatever. Hey, still is what it is. Like the person wants and needs that space. So you got to take that space. I mean, you can't force somebody to not take space, right? So with breaks, now again, people can take breaks because the relationship has soured. Uh, The relationship soured because of, again, either problematic or toxic reasons or both people or one person within a relationship has a lot of stress on their life right now, or they have a lot of stuff on their plate, or it's not that they don't want to be in a relationship, but they cannot. It's one of many priorities or 
I guess, obligations that is stacked on top of their already hectic life. And they probably just need to get a good grip on everything first and then come back together and revisit that relationship, you know. So from one week to one month and within that break period. From again, from what I've been learning from the relationship experts is that you're not supposed to date anyone else. You're not supposed to be having sex with anyone else. Now, of course, if your relationship is poly or just open in general, then that's different. But if you and your partner are in a monogamous relationship or marriage, then yeah, you're supposed to take that again, that one week to one month time period to really focus on yourself, reevaluate everything, take that time to just recalibrate your life and your life with that person that you're with. Right. And it's for both of you guys to do the work and then to eventually come back together with a mutual excuse me, a mutual understanding of like, okay, well, I've taken some time, taken some space. It was needed. Got my mind right. I'm ready. This is what I want. I just needed to get X, Y, and Z out the way first. And then I did. And here we are. So what's up? Let's get back together, you know? So That's what breaks are supposed to be, right? Is they're temporary. They're not actual breakups, even though, even though over 50% of people get back together after actual breakups. That's just statistics. I mean, we all know every damn body who gets back with their ex. Um, That's... I mean, even like, unfortunately, like the real toxic ones and stuff like that, like even they be getting back together and even though they shouldn't, but who am I to judge? I am not in a relationship. (laughs) So, so yeah, that's a break. And then you have the breakup. Now, of course, again, the breakup can be based off of something problematic and toxic. It sure can shit can get real dark and I just want to make sure that y'all are safe as possible make the right decisions because I care about you even if I don't know you personally but just know wherever you are listening to new radio listen to my voice that Kenny cares about you and to actually get out of any type of abusive mentally or physical relationship firsthand but also to take this time to confide in like the people that you hold dearest to your heart. That's going to make the best decisions and give you the best advice. And then only you can make the final decision, of course. So just want to make sure to say that first. Right. All right. So breakups, people break up all the time for many reasons. And like I said, over 50% of people is, is statistics, y'all. 
get back together after a breakup. And that can be after a few days, a few weeks, a few months, and sometimes a few years. And it's all based off of what the breakup is for. If it was problematic or not, if it was a respectful, amicable, mutual breakup, and maybe you two are, I don't know, like moving in two different countries or two different cities or something like people are going away for school. People are going away to the army. I mean, look, the list can go on. I mean, we see this all the time. So do you happen to have like an idea like, okay, well, we're going to get our stuff together first and then we're going to get back together in the future, the near future, the far future. What does that look like? So going back to like the breaks and stuff, of course, again, from one week to one month, y'all supposed to have a timeline. Now. You may not know exactly when you're going to feel ready, when you're going to feel happy and willing and able to get back in a relationship, but you do want to have some type of idea that you can give your partner because we are not in this alone. We want to make sure that we're not being selfish. We want to make sure that we're not just thinking for ourselves. Uh, and that we consider the person that's there with us, right? So there needs to be a particular timeline while you're with uh, with that partner and taking that break, quote unquote. But when it's a breakup and when it's a situation that, say, for example, it was toxic, say, for example, it was problematic, Or even if it wasn't, if it was respectful, if it was for the best, or if it was for the best and respectful and all that stuff and amicable and everything like that, but you guys happen to have an idea that the grand scheme of this breakup is to get back together sooner than later, right? So this is where it gets difficult. This is where the question comes in. I think that it may be harder to. uh, I wonder, like, my gosh, I wonder if it's harder to hmm, be in a problematic breakup versus an unproblematic breakup and what that looks like for contact. When do you guys happen to talk? When do you happen to talk? What do you talk about? How long do you talk? How many times a week? Do you, you know, communicate in any type of way? Hmm. And is it, is it harmful? For both parties? Is it more painful for one of the other individuals in a relationship? When is it like do you happen do you have to heal 
like that's the thing it's just it it's uh that's why i say it's so nuanced but so confusing how do you conduct yourself when trying to keep in contact with someone that you may love or care about deeply right how do you maintain your composure all the while keeping in communication not as frequently as you both kept when you were together right but you're not together but you have the idea that you know both of y'all will get back together sooner than later hmm like how does that you know how does that work because i know for me like i i've never had a situation like that you know um i've had situations that as far as like past relationships they ended hmm not out of problematic reasons well hmm let me uh <laughs> that wasn't a breakup because that wasn't well i mean we we stopped fucking with each other but we weren't dating we were just like talking at the time you know that whole thing back in like uh in june from the we could have been episode you know that now that was betrayal <laughs> i've never been done dirty like that before in my life until that time that shit was crazy now of course that was easy to let go painful because of the fact that you know i grew fond of the uh, dude but uh it was painful more so because of the betrayal and the lying and the whole back doors and all that stuff and it is deceptive as fuck right that was the most painful part because it was a friend of mine with somebody that they knew and somebody that i knew and they knew that we were talking and, and getting close to each other and stuff like that now that's different but other than that all of my exes it was always a situation where they never did me dirty it was just me having to choose my dignity and my integrity over everything else like it was it always came down to okay i need to love myself more than i love this person at this point it literally i mean that's what it's always come down to and uh yeah that's what it always come down to they never it's never a situation where we got on you know really turbulent problematic toxic waves of I mean, now, if we're talking about 2015, then that was a toxic cycle. But again, he identified as straight, even though everything he was doing was not straight. But that's neither here nor there. But I had to, again, at that point, I had to do what was best for me because I realized at the end of that relationship that between us two, that I was not providing what i thought i was at first my presence was not really helping him become more comfortable within himself and his sexuality or whatever or his attraction for me at least 
but I was providing a crutch because he wanted to keep me in his own comfort. And I was an out gay man at the time, but I was also 25. We were so young. Oh my God. So that's different. But other than that, you know, it's, it's been just a point where it's like, okay, we need (laughs) to part ways because X, Y, and Z. So it was never anything that that got like too crazy why we had to break up and all that stuff or whatever. So even though I still had to heal from the people, right? So it was radio silence. You know, I, I can become the ex that you never have to talk to again, ever, (laughs) like (laughs) ever. And that's scary. It's sad, especially if you two didn't break up on a really problematic um, result, I guess, because you think about these people, you think about your exes as what I call familial strangers. They become strangers that you're familiar with. These people, they know you, but they're now strangers. Isn't that crazy? That's that shit is deep and surreal. But when you're in a situation where you and your now ex have parted ways on a respectful, mutual agreement, and like I say, is it a case where both parties need to come back and be ready? Or is it one person that needs to be ready and all that stuff or whatever? But are you guys parting ways what I call like a soft breakup? That's what I call that. Like it's a soft breakup. It's even though, of course, look, people break up and get back together. But y'all gonna let me call mine. Look, I'm gonna call it a soft breakup because a soft breakup is not a break. It's like an extended break in a way. In a way. But it's a soft breakup. So you go your separate ways for the betterment of each other, which is going to overall be for the betterment of the relationship. Right. With the idea that in the near future. When both people or one person in party is ready, then. Y'all will get back together. Right. Aren't those so cute? But. If the partners don't want to disconnect from each other and just not talk to each other, what does that look like? How often do you speak, you know, and what do you speak about, you know, and what is it like for the emotional aspect of it, of one or or both people within that relationship or that previous relationship, right? You know, what does that look like? And how is it that you keep, you know, say, for example, you keep the window cracked, right? Or people say, you know, they're going to leave the door open or crack at least. What is that like? How do you navigate through that? 
Hmm, I wonder. Or if <clears throat> if you and a partner happen to, you know, go your separate ways, it's because, you know, one or both of you felt that you needed to develop or get settled in, in your life first. But it's like that same person started to, that same person that may have said, oh, well, I don't want you to, I don't want us not to talk. I don't want us not to communicate. I don't want us to not still be in each other's lives. Okay, well, what does that mean? What exactly do you want? What do you actually want from me? You know, so it gets even crazier when that same person, you know, what they wanted, at least, that they don't want to grow distant and all that stuff, right? That uh, they start to grow distant. They kind of avoid you. They kind of ignore you. How, like, that's the thing, like, do we, like, and that's one thing that I hate about dating and relationships and stuff. It's so many games, y'all, and I'm sure you all have either played the game or been a part of a game, you know, and I'm pretty sure for the ones who have been a part of a game, you didn't you didn't want to be a part of it on purpose. Don't nobody want that shit because I know I wouldn't. Right. So it's like, well, how do you say that you want us to keep in contact? You want us to still be close in what type of way should we still flirt? Should we just check in on each other and keep it short? Hmm, you know, are you trying to friend zone me at this time? Like, that's the thing. Like, you have to get like a clear answer from the person. And I feel like that person, they do in a way, you know, it'd be nice. I, I won't say they owe you that <clears throat> but you know it'd be it, look it would be nice it would be the best idea for both people to be on the same page and for both people to still remain considerate and respectful of each other just so everyone has a mutual understanding and that there's no confusion and there's no like what unrealistic expectations, right? So, hmm, I wonder. It's just like, well, what does it mean? And how long does it last? You know, and are you two now friends? Quote unquote. Hmm. Again, sarcastically, are you friends? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> because with the chemistry, that chemistry, could you possibly be friends with an ex? With the chemistry that you two have 
between you all, right? Even if it turned toxic, even if it turned problematic, but especially if it was respectful, if it was a respectful, amicable breakup, and then you mix that chemistry with the sexual chemistry, right? Oh, are we stepping in dangerous zones right now? Hmm. I wonder, how do you conduct yourself in a non-romantic yet flirty way with someone that you love or care about, but you can't fully have them at that moment? Now, sure, you can remind yourself. See, and this is where emotional maturity and emotional intelligence takes place. This is what separates the boys from the men, right? This is the shit that puts hair on your chest. And y'all know I got plenty. But this is really when emotional maturity comes in hand. Now, I'll do an episode on emotional immaturity and emotional security. Or not security, but equal. I mean, it can be a security too. But I'll do an episode on emotional immaturity and emotional maturity sooner than later. But this is when emotional maturity really steps up. So let me pose that question again for you guys. If you didn't, if you didn't hear. How do you conduct yourself in a non-romantic yet flirty way with someone that you love or care about, but you can't fully have at the moment? Because again, this is for like the non-problematic breakups, right? So say, for example, you two have the idea that you do want to get back together eventually, but both people or one person in a relationship needs to get their life together real quick. And then, yeah, but that one person does also not want to lose contact with you. So as uh, the person in the party, how do you, um, how do you navigate through this non relationship relationship? thing in a way like it's given a real gray area right it's given a real gray it's like you're kind of like in limbo because you're staying present but with emotional maturity i guess people would say that you have to then remind yourself you have to train yourself to understand the why y'all can't be together right now. Mm. You have to train yourself and remind yourself of the why you two can't be together right now. Still understanding that you two could very well get back together sooner than later. Now, of course, everything's not promised. Everything's not promised, but This way, you build up enough of a a guard to keep you still 
invested, but not as invested because you have the understanding of what this means. But it's like, do you put your life on hold? You know, how how do you leave open the window 50 percent to maybe even 25 percent for someone you love or care about? You know. How do you keep that that idea open? That you two could get back together. Because what, like, are you. Bettering yourself at the time. Are you focusing on yourself at the same time? Are you preoccupying yourself with the work, with hobbies? And then this person that, again, that you love and care about, you happen to communicate with once a week or twice a week or I don't know, like whenever, I guess, like there has to I think there has to be. It's best to set boundaries. And I think it's best to set boundaries in good ways and both bad. It's healthy ways to set boundaries. And that way there isn't any unrealistic expectations. And when you do feel yourself, you know, maybe about to spiral or getting into your feelings and stuff like that, you're able to stop yourself. Smack that right there and say, you know, no, let me no, let me not do that. I'm spiraling. Let me not, you know, start <laughs> playing my Dale and playing my Drake and playing my Summer Walker. And, you know, let me not start damn doing those sub tweets and subliminals and shit like that. Right. Because we hate those. I hate a sub tweet and I hate a subliminal. I'm very direct. So that's why I say if. <laughs> If I didn't say something about something, then you didn't hurt worse personally. So <laughs> that's one thing I do not like is a subtweet or a fucking subliminal. Say it to my face <laughs> at me, bitch. But um, <laughs> but that's just me. But is it dangerous for the heart to keep that door open sometimes? But that's why I say this is what separates the boys from the men. This is really what comes up when you are emotionally mature. Now, of course, none of us have all the things, right? Because what I say all the time on New Radio, every single day that you live, you have the opportunity to evolve and grow. And with that growth and evolution comes with learning, right? So we can become more emotionally mature by ourselves. But I think when you're in a situation like this, you are forced to, you're forced to challenge yourself in a way. This is a challenge right here. This is, this is the test for you to see if you can or if you can't or if you can't how could you you know how could you go about it differently so this is this is what i this is what i say like emotional maturity versus immaturity this is one of many reasons or you know 
why some people can't do it, you know, because I think it would be easier. And that's this is the emotional immaturity, maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's easier when both people would go their separate ways and just not communicate and like just, you know, y'all done blocked each other, y'all done unfriended, y'all done did all that stuff, right? And then y'all come back together or something, you know? But it's just like, that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. And if this is somebody that you plan on getting back together with, again, y'all idea is that y'all are going to get back together. It's just not right now. Not right now. That's the thing. Not right now, but sooner than later. So you don't want to cut off somebody that you do plan on getting back together with, right? But that's, again, that's the whole maturity aspect emotionally. <laughs> and, and obviously, everybody has different relationships. Everyone has different rules, right, on how they conduct the relationships, how they conduct their breakups. There's, you know, there's sneaky links, you know, y'all be sneaky linking together and stuff. And mm-hmm, I be seeing you. I be hearing you. Sneaky linking with your ex, especially the ones that be problematic. Oh, Ooh, y'all bad. I need to, y'all need a spanking, right? But <laughs> say, for example, like this can get crazy. So say, for example, again, if it's non-problematic, right? And you happen to be around the person. Say, for example, y'all grab lunch or something or, you know, you grab them a coffee and bring it to their job or I don't know, you take a walk in a park or some shit. Now, again, y'all can't be together right now, right now. But the idea is for both of you to get back together soon right hmm and y'all are at the park taking a walk or meeting each other for lunch or oh let's go to dinner it's so crazy because it's like wait so are you now in a position with someone that you again love or care about very deeply that you can't be with right now, but you two have the same mutual idea that you're going to get back together soon, but just not right now. But you're keeping in contact. You're still keeping close with that chemistry that you have between you, with those emotions that you have between you, with the past sexual chemistry that you have between you. What does that day or that night look like? Are y'all fucking? Hmm. Are y'all fucking? Like. 
like that's the thing like <laughs> it gets crazy most times out of 10 9 times out of 10 y'all gonna fuck now don't you fucking lie you know you want some of that dick stop playing or you know you want some of that ass or that pussy stop playing she don't walk in titties bouncing looking good and supple just looking like they probably filled with milk but they not but they just full just supple right some pillows or the dick you know that dick be thickened you know that or that ass be ass and right it be a little natural cream not the fake cream but the real cream right mm-hmm. for my gaze how do you go about keeping your composure this shit is tough that's why I'm saying this shit really separates the boys from the men cause <laughs> hmm cause y'all gon' fuck y'all gon' fuck like stop playing but do you treat this person that you love and care about <laughs> like a hookup or something like I mean do y'all fuck and then you be like alright uh let me go home or let me call your uber or something or <laughs> this shit gets crazy so is it is it like you're keeping your in a way is it like you're keeping your options open with the idea that you're going to be with this person once they're ready or once you're both ready does the relationship revert to kind of like when y'all were ooh I'm having a breakthrough moment just like my fucking breakthrough case of COVID bitch god damn it um, I'm having a breakthrough moment do you go from being Okay, so do you go from courting, you start dating, y'all start dating exclusively, right? Which means y'all are only dating each other. Then after a few weeks or a few months, right? However long it takes for you to feel ready that you're in a relationship, you get into your committed relationship, right? Monogamous or poly, I guess, but in this way, in this example, your monogamous relationship. And something comes up where, again, both people or one person needs some space to get their life together real quick and then come back together. Because they don't feel that they can give the other partner everything that's needed for the relationship that they both want, but they just know that they're not capable of providing everything at the moment. And they don't want to further disappoint that partner and let that partner down before it gets toxic, which I mean, that's respectful. That's, that's respectful as fuck in my opinion, but, hmm. but they don't want to not, be in contact. So they still want to communicate every so often. Again, I think at that point, there needs to be a conversation around 
what that's going to look like as far as just setting boundaries so that both people don't have any type of realistic or unrealistic expectations going forward while you're in this transitional phase. That's what I call it. It's a transitional phase. So in this transitional phase, right, do you go back to kind of just dating when you guys were just dating? Hmm. Is that what happens? While I'm talking, I'm having these breakthrough moments, y'all. Come on a journey with me. Do you go back? Is that the easier way to look at it? Do you go back from being in a full-blown relationship to being in what it was when you were dating? Hmm. Because it's like, see, but then again, oh, God, see, that's the thing. Or maybe does it go back to if you two weren't, I guess, exclusively dating? Where you two may not, and of course, even if you're dating, right, people communicate based off their own comfort and all that stuff, right? So if y'all like to talk every day, then by all means, okay. But if sometimes some people don't have to talk, you know, every single day, I know couples like that. I know people like that. Um, hmm. This is tricky. (laughs) Do you revert back to when you were just dating or do you revert all the way back to when you're when you were in the courting phase? Ooh, is that what it looks like? Because that's the thing. I'm trying to get my mind around what that would look like to make it seem more realistic, right? Do you go from being in a full-blown relationship to now reverting back? Because again, the person does not want to not have any contact with you, right? Um, Y'all have now set boundaries for the frequency of communication, of course. Now that can be fluid because people can get and get in their feelings or whatever. People just want to talk. And I don't think it should be like any set rules necessarily. But then at the same time, you don't want to put the lines and then it's so tricky with the heart. So do you revert all the way back to the courting stage where y'all text every now and again? Y'all might FaceTime every now and again. Y'all will send each other like cute little memes or something like on Instagram or Twitter every now and again. So you're showing interest in the person, right? You're showing interest. You're staying present. It's just this person happens to be someone that you already know that you love or deeply care about versus when you two are brand new to each other doing the same thing. Hmm. Now, that's a way to look at it. I think that's probably the best way to look at it now. That's why I've been saying like these last two weeks, I've been doing so much work on myself. I've been looking inside myself how I can be a better version of myself for myself, but also for my partner, for 
who, you know, I'm not dating just to date and waste my time. Like my end goal is to be married, of course. So I'm making sure that I'm developing myself for myself first, but also that's going to be a better version of Kenny for my future husband. Right. But then also learning, um, I've been looking at just so much, you know, looking at past relationships and stuff and just reanalyzing different ways of how I could have shown up better. But then at the same time, giving myself grace because at that time, which when with that partner I may have been with, that I have to give myself some kindness and grace uh, in knowing that I wasn't equipped with certain tools that I may have now. And that's fine. But it doesn't hurt to be able to revisit past relationships, to reevaluate your mistakes or your uh, what I call like room of opportunity. Right. Because, again, we're all we're flawed beings, we're human. Right. So. It's not a problem to reevaluate certain things, even if the relationship went sour because of a toxic reason, very problematic reason, stuff like that. Right. Even if that's what happened. We don't want to grow stagnant and feel that, you know, we are above all else and we don't make any mistakes because that's not the truth. So being able to reevaluate and revisit those past relationships and see like, oh, shit, I could have did this better. Of course, that really that doesn't mean that I want to get back with that person, of course. But that just means that. ah, I could have did that better. I could have did that better. Because it makes us now look back on that and say like, oh, shit. Now with my new relationship or now with my future relationship, I can show up with, again, better understanding, better empathy towards people who may have been similar to my ex or people who are like my ex or people who may be my ex. Like, I mean, because you can again, people get back again. Like I said earlier, over 50 percent of people get back with their ex even if it's problematic. So with the problematic ones, you know, how do you heal? Because I feel like with the problematic ones, you you need to heal. Like, I mean, for real, for real. Because who knows how long that's going to take for you to heal from that relationship because nine times out of ten, it costs you trauma, it costs you pain, right? So. Do you, do you need to unfriend, unfollow, block that ex? Do you need to delete all the texts? Do you need to delete all the DMs? Do you need to like delete all the pictures and videos? I mean, everything. Like, what does it take for you to heal from that ex before time comes up and it's like, oh, well, let's revisit this. Less sneaky link because we're bored and we're problematic together and we're horny and it's like you're familiar and you know that's how a lot of uh, straight couples get pregnant. (laughs) 
That makeup sex, bitch. Ooh. That makeup sex? Ooh, baby. Now that's a now that's a doozy right there. That makeup sex be on another level. That's why I say when when it's a a heterosexual couple <laughs> when it's the sit the cis hats that makeup sex, especially when it's problematic makeup sex, when y'all both just toxic as shit. Don't got no business. Y'all, ooh. Send me the videos though on Twitter. I'm gonna see him. But Y'all nasty. That's when y'all usually conceive a baby. Mm-hmm. Makeup sex. Ooh, we in for the gays. We be trying. Look, we can't conceive together just yet. We ain't that far into the future and things and human engineering. But baby, that don't stop us from trying. <laughs> That's that knockout, drag-out ass sex, okay? Ooh-wee. Mm, mm-mm. Makes me think. <laughs> so that I think I think I pretty much have reached I think I've pretty much reached where I wanted to go with this episode. How do you conduct yourself? Hmm. Because it's like think about it like this. If you're leaving that door open, 50% or let's say 75%, 50%, 25% open for that partner that you do plan on getting back together. It's like, it's like your love is on layaway. Not any of my people, especially my Americans, my black Americans. My white Americans too. My white Americans know what layaway is, but especially my black Americans. <laughs> um, the layaway, which if you had a black mama like my black mama, she says layaway, but it's really layaway. <laughs> it's like your love is on layaway. It's on hold. Hmm. Or think about this metaphor. Y'all know I love the movies. Wish I can go to the movies now, but I got a quarantine, unfortunately. But, uh, say for example, you're in a movie theater and you're with that partner, the partner that you love and care about, right? Y'all are sitting next to each other in a empty theater at the moment. But the partner, of course, needs to go off and get their life together real quick. You know, but the idea is to come back together. So you're in the seat, right? That partner gets up. They have to go get some concessions. They got to go get some popcorn or some snacks, right? You're waiting to watch the movie. The movie theater keeps getting packed and packed and packed. The theater seats keep getting occupied one after another. It's closing in. It's closing in. And you're sitting there, you're watching her previews, you're waiting on that partner to come back with those snacks because the grand scheme of, of this date is to what? Watch the movie, which is the grand scheme of this agreement is to what? Get back together. While you're waiting on this partner, you know 
that they want to watch the movie with you. But it's going on and on and on. How long is it taking that partner? How long will it take that partner to come back and occupy that seat next to you? Meanwhile, everybody's coming and the seats are filling up. And when I say that, I mean the world as we know. The world don't stop just because of us, unfortunately. The world keeps going on around us. People are living their lives. We all have our independent, individual struggles and things. The world is going on around us. So these seats are getting filled and filled and filled. And you're waiting. You're holding the seat down. You're holding the seat down for this partner that you know is supposed to be coming back. But more and more people keep closing in on you. So it's like, do you, when do you say, you know what? This partner's clearly not coming back. And somebody wants the seat. Which means somebody may want you, right? Do you hold it down or do you open it up? Hmm. Are you blocking your blessings? For this person who left the seat open with the idea of coming back to watch the movie with you, right? But more and more seats are being filled up. They're closing in. They're closing in. It's one seat left and that's the partner that you're waiting on to come back with the snacks. But the movie keeps filling up and that one other person is coming and they want to sit in that seat, which means they want you. They want to get to know you, right? But you waiting. And it's like, how long do you wait before you say, you know what? I need to realize that that person is not coming back. Or at least they aren't coming back now. They're going to miss the movie. Let me let this person, let me not be a jerk. Let me let this person sit down next to me. Let me let this person pursue me and get to know me. Mmm. Y'all, ooh. I swear I'll be having moments of clarity and shit. Damn. I hope y'all stay stay with me on that that metaphor, and I hope y'all got where I was trying to come because it was coming to me all at once. Hmm. So that's why I say, I think that it may be easier for both people to kind of treat this non-relationship relationship as if you guys were both Back in the courting phase. Hmm. See, because when I first got on this uh, mic, I didn't really know exactly how would that go and what that would look like. But now when I had that that moment of clarity, y'all know I'd be catching a deep thought. Look, come with me, right? I see that's what it could look like when y'all were both courting each other. Hmm. 
Well, look, <laughs> you know, um, that's just that way that cookie crumbles, I guess, right? Um, but that's why I said before, you know, for me at least, whatever happens between me, I'm ready. I just need for him to be ready. I can see how the relationship can work, but I need for him to see how it can work because I can't control anybody but myself. So patience, experiments, this is all <laughs> this is all new you know so that's why i said you know if and whenever he is ready like really ready to send a mango emoji cuz what that's our favorite fruit <laughs> it's it'll be like a little insider between us and it'll be a different type of communication that we have had been having for maybe those few weeks or like those few months or whatever. It'll be different from the, hey, what's up? How you doing? Just checking on you. Blah, 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 blah. It'll be, oh, that's the mango. Okay. And if I am in a space where I'm willing and able to fly back into the relationship, then I guess I'll respond back with a mango. Okay, yeah. We'll just mango each other. <laughs> That'll be like the bad signal. <laughs> That'll be the bad signal. That uh, both of us are both on the same, that we're mutually on the same page once again, and that we've thought about everything, and that we've considered everything, including each other, because that's what a healthy relationship needs is consideration for both and not making decisions based off of just one person's because that's selfish and we don't want that right we don't want on one side of relationships so i guess to mutually have an understanding like uh okay you done sent the mango to me and show me that you're ready i was already you know i was waiting on you let me send you the mango emoji since I'm still open and available to still be with you, right? So I think that's what that signifies. It's like, it'll be, think of it like a, a bat signal from Batman, you know? So interesting stuff, interesting stuff. I want you all to hit me up. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, again, at Kenny Heflin, and then also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at NudeRadio101, and make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this uh, this particular episode and all the episodes. Listen to all the episodes of New Radio. Like, why not? This is still season two, and we are, like, heavy in it, right? So make sure to subscribe, make sure to uh, send me some DMs and stuff respectfully, of course, 
and uh, let me know, like, have you guys ever did a break? Have y'all ever did a breakup? Was it a soft breakup? Was it a hard breakup? Even if it was a hard breakup, did y'all get back together? What was that? Was it toxic? Was it not toxic? Was it respectful and mutual and amicable? How was it? And how did y'all keep track of each other? How did you keep in communication? How long did it take before you felt comfortable? How long did it take before it felt that your feelings weren't raw? You know, let me know. I want to hear all the stories. Y'all know I love it. Anyways, uh, send your prayers. (laughs) I'll need them. And uh, yes, happy holidays to everyone. (laughs) Bye.